Welcome to Sash Says, a podcast providing insightful conversations, connecting pageants, people, and purpose, where we believe in wearing your invisible crown, walking in grace, and leaving a little sparkle wherever you go. And now, here's your host, business owner, beauty queen, speaker, pageant coach, and all-around Southern Belle, Leah Hatter. Randy Cole. How do I even begin to describe the amazing Randy Cole? Randy is one of those individuals who is truly unforgettable. She is ambitious, driven, smart, absolutely beautiful, and has the biggest heart. She is more than just a pretty face, so it is no surprise that you will see Randy traveling throughout the state of Kansas and beyond, promoting her platform, and as she says, getting dirt under those manicured nails by putting her crown to work. We at Sash are huge fans of Randy, and after listening to this interview, we hope you will be too. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's welcome Mrs. Kansas, United States, 2019, Randy Cole. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in to Sash Says. I'm your host, Leah Hatter, and I have a very special guest on the line with me. Her name is Mrs. Randy Cole, and she is the reigning Mrs. Kansas United States. Hello, Randy. How are you doing? Hi, Leah. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great tonight. Sure, absolutely. Well, I am so thankful um, that you have accepted the opportunity to be able to chat with me uh, for just a little bit about your reign as Mrs. Kansas United States. So how are you feeling right now um, being the reigning title holder for the Kansas system? It has been a whirlwind, but it's been a great learning experience for me. Um, this is Kansas was my very first pageant, so I did not grow up in the pageant world. This has all been new to me, so I had a lot to learn, and it's been it's been a quick few months, but man, have I hit the ground running? <laughs> I've been very very busy, but it's been it's been fast and furious and and fun. Fun is the key word there. Uh, Okay, okay, back up for just a minute. This was your very first pageant, and you won. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so am I understanding this correctly? You won your first pageant at a state-level competition, (laughs) having never competed before. Oh, my goodness. Okay, tell me a little bit about that experience. So I actually had been following um, the Kansas-United States pageant online, um, kind of been a, a Facebook stalker, if you will, and watching the pageant. <laughs> <Me too>. So <laughs> finally, um, my husband and I went and watched one, and um, I kind of left there going, "Ah, oh, there's no way I can't do that. I just can't do it." And so I just I kept watching online, and finally, my husband was like, "Randy, would you either, you know, either do it or stop talking about it because you're driving me crazy?" And so he kind of made a bet with me, like, you know either do this or shut up basically. <laughs> and so he was like, I bet you won't do it. And so finally I was like, fine, I'll do it. And then I won. And he was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah, put, put your money where your mouth is. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm kind of like your husband, you know, go big or go home. Um, exactly. so in order to prepare for this, pageant, I mean, it just blows my mind because 
for my first pageant, I had no idea what I was doing, and of course I didn't place because I looked a hot mess. Um, anyway, <laughs> did you have like a pageant coach that you hired, or did you work with a prep team, or you yeah. know, did you have a lot of friends who you could call? I mean, how did how did you prepare for this first pageant, which just happened to be a state level pageant? Yeah, so I signed up um, a good year in advance, so I gave myself plenty of time and researched like crazy online and then did hire a coach, a fantastic coach, and studied everything I could and worked really hard with her. Um, Also, you know, just not only the physical, you know, time in the gym, but also the mental preparation as well and and some budgeting. I, you know, I didn't realize exactly what it was going to cost me too. So, um, you know, I, I... I had a lot of preparation to get ready for, and I'm glad that I took a whole year to, to prepare. Actually, not quite a year, but like a good eight months, I would say. So. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, a lot of, and, you know, a lot of people just don't realize how much preparation and work actually goes into competing in a pageant, whether it's a oh local pageant, state pageant, national pageant, international. Um, you know, there's there are so many details, and, you know, you have to work at it, you know, day in and day out. And so it seems like you really had to put forth a lot of effort um, in order to win that title. Definitely. Definitely. It was such a, such a learning experience. And also, you know, just getting to meet so many people and getting into business businesses and learning about sponsorship and, um, you know, and that sort of thing as well. So it was a great, great experience locally and then you know once I won the the state title too um kind of getting out of my bubble and in my comfort zone and outside of of DeSoto and Shawnee and and traveling around the state as well so sure well speaking of a great opportunity and having a really fun year um could you tell us a little bit about your platform and then what appearances you've been able to make um to spread awareness about that particular cause Sure. So, you know, I joke about that it being kind of a joke for me with my husband as far as running, um, but it was also a way for me to, you know, to get some awareness for my platform. I'm actually deaf in one ear, um, so wow. I lost my hearing in my left ear about three years ago, and it's a condition called sudden centenarial hearing loss, and so I wanted to bring some awareness to that, and so I work with a, an organization called the Hearing Charities of America, and they have a special project called the Hearing Aid Project. And so for every $500 that they raise, they can take in used hearing aids and refurbish them and give them to someone less fortunate. Because, you know, I don't know if you've priced a hearing aid, but they're basically the price of a used car. Like they're just astronomical. And insurance, you know, it really doesn't touch hearing aids. Um, they're just, they're so expensive. So we have a, a huge gap there and a lot of folks in need that go years and years without them simply because they can't, can't afford them. So um, I work with this group and we collect used, used hearing aids and set up uh, donation locations all over the U.S. to, to collect hearing aids and, and get them in the hands of people that need them. So, so I as love that because Kansas, it's so unique. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, there's just such a gap and and people that need them. So um, as Mrs. Kansas, I've been able to go out and speak to groups. And um, and, and this isn't just, you know, it's I hate to say it this way, but it's not just grandma and grandpa that need hearing aids. This is all ages um, yes. that need them as well. So um, it affects everyone. And 
So I've been able to go out to quite a few different groups and, and spread that awareness, and it's been great. I've had people come up to me and, you know, hey, how can I, how can I send in a hearing aid? I've got one in the drawer. Or, you know, I know somebody that has one. What can we do with it, you know? And so it's, it's been fantastic to get that word out and, and help out with that project. Yes, and it seems like, um, you know, it's such a neat opportunity, you know, not only to spread awareness about the cause, but to promote um, the Kansas United States system. And then, of course, mm-hmm. I feel like, too, Rainey, it is a platform um, that's related to everyone um, because sure. we know at least one person who may need um, some hearing assistant, uh, hearing assistance supplies. Um, and so yeah. it's something that, you know, everybody can jump on board, whether it's passing out supplies, whether it's building sure. these chapters for the association. Um, you can, mm-hmm. can you possibly send in um, like a donation uh, to help with those yeah. different projects around the U.S.? Yeah, every, every dollar helps. And, and also just hearing awareness as far as taking care of your ears, you know, and that, yes. that hearing protection, you know, you, you only have one set of ears, so take care of them. And in my situation... Um, I caught a cold, and that's how I lost my left ear. And so telling my story also helps because I did what everyone does. I thought it was just part of the cold, and I just waited and waited and waited, and I waited too long. And had I gone to the ER right away, um, I would have had a better chance of saving at least a little percentage of my hearing because they would have you know, recognized and gotten those steroids into my eardrum right away. And... So that's my story, and my message to everyone is, you know, if you are losing your hearing, that's not normal, and get the medicine right away. So, Yeah, so especially um, with early signs, early detection, so you said yes. um, make sure that you are uh, going to medical appointments if you are slightly losing your hearing. Mm-hmm. What about, like, pain in your ears? I mean, what are some different signs that we need to look for or pay attention to? Yeah, you know, it's a lot of times with a with a common cold, you'll feel the stuffiness or the pressure, that sort of thing. And that is kind of common with a cold. Um, but if it's just gone and there's not the pressure, that's, that's not really normal. So something to keep an eye on. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, and, Randy, could you please tell us a little bit about your experience um, at the national pageant, uh, maybe what you did uh, each day, who you were able to meet, um, maybe your experience with the judges and being on stage. I mean, what was that like to compete yeah. at the United States? <laughs> so, again, being the rookie, um, eyes wide open, going to Las Vegas as Mrs. Kansas, um, that – I'm, I'm grinning as I'm talking because it was just such a surreal experience for me. And I'm so fortunate because I had, I think I probably could have come home with the award for the biggest cheering section because, you know, my, my family had <laughs> not won. been exposed to this. And so they all wanted to go. And so they did. And so I had this huge cheering section and they had the bobblehead cutouts and the megaphones and the matching t-shirts <laughs> And they were just on fire. So, and that helps tremendously, you know, when you step out on that stage and there's just this roar. And so we just actually got our videos back. And when I watch those videos, that's all I hear is my crowd. (laughs) I was just about to ask. I bet you heard your folks, didn't you? Yeah, you're like, that's my people over there. That's the whole stage cheering for me. They're screaming Kansas, and it's it's so funny. Um, but 
another, you know, it was such a great experience. Now when I sit back and look at that, I can smile at the time. Another just kind of misfortunate thing. Um, I actually, a week before I left for nationals, um, it was my, the day before my birthday, I was diagnosed with Lyme disease. Um, I got bit by a tick. Oh, wow. And um, so the entire time I was at nationals, I was dealing with um, getting, adjusting to medication for Lyme. And so I was dealing with that, and that's a whole different ball game as far as, um, like, you, you lose feeling in your extremities and numbness. <laughs> So and now I can laugh about it, um, but you know my first time in a national pageant with steps and risers and all that good stuff. Um, so it was just it's all all kind of. Um, Randy, kind I don't of a know brain. how you survived. I would have had a meltdown. I, I couldn't laugh about it at all. I would have said, "Look, you know, it's my first time competing. I'm a first time state title holder. My my family they don't really know what's going on, but they're cheering for me anyway." And then, you know, I get this tick bite, and, you know, I, I'm having all these issues. I, I, I would have been stressed out, so I'm glad that you had a good attitude about it because I would have been having a nervous breakdown. Well, it's funny because when, when people ask me about it, I'm like, you know what, it's a little bit blurry because I have to go back and look at pictures because some of it is I don't remember a lot of it. <laughs> it, it did happen fast, and it just kind of it was a little bit of a blur. Um, so thank goodness I have all those pictures and videos, and my family took a ton of pictures. So, um, yes. But well, the I have judges to ask you this I'm a little nosy. Yeah. Well, i got to ask you this too because, like I said, I'm a little nosy. Um, how were the interviews? Because to me, you know, I've competed for over a decade, and so talking to uh-huh. judges is not really a big deal. But for you being, you know, a first-time state title holder, kind of a, you know, the rookie, um, how yeah. is that talking to each of the judges <laughs> on the judges panel? It's a little – the whole format, like the actual talking is – I love that. But the, the format of walking up to somebody and turning your back to them, I, I just find that completely odd and strange. You, you know, you walk up and you have your back to them, and then you turn around and can start when somebody tells you you can start. That, oh, they did that method. Okay, I got you. Yeah, that's yeah. a little boring to me. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, so would you mind explaining kind of how that works for folks who yeah. aren't so familiar with that process? Sure. I hope I'm not saying anything I'm not supposed to be saying um, or giving you. No, girl, you're good. Okay. I just have people who listen who are like, what is she talking about? You know, all the other pageant girls are like, oh, no, you had that. And then, you know, yeah. all my other listeners are like, what is Randy saying? What do you mean? <laughs> she was like turned around the whole time? What, what are you talking about? So would you mind kind of explaining, do they move you about the room? Do you stand in front of them yeah. uh, with your back? Or do you twirl? In front, I mean, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, so you, um, let's see, so you go in and there's five judges each have it their own little like cafe table, and um, you go in and you, when you walk up to the table, you turn your back to them, and then a moderator um, basically tells you you may begin, and you turn around, and then you sit down and begin your interview. And the timer goes off, and you're done, and you get up and you go to the next table. Same thing, you, you turn your back to them. You don't just automatically sit down or say hello. Um, you turn your back to them, you wait for them to finish up their notes from the person before you, and then when the moderator says you may begin, then you turn around and sit down and begin again. So, um, yeah, getting used to that takes took a little bit for me because I just want to, you know, walk over and say hello and get started, and that's not quite the the norm. <laughs> well, and there is one positive about it because 
Um, I have judged before, and the director actually had the judges um, do the, a similar process, like what you um, experienced. I like it because the contestant is not walking up kind of at an awkward time, you know, and I'm writing notes about whoever Miss California, yeah. and then that person sees the notes, and then it's awkward. Yeah. Um, or or the contestant just walks up and is staring at me until the little bell rings or whatever, and then they sit down, yeah. and then I'm like, oh, okay, now we have to get into interview yeah. mode. So I think it's kind of more of a protecting the other contestant's privacy yep. type of a thing. Um, so there, there is a, a method to the madness. So. Yep. Yep, I get it. I, I think it makes sense for the judge. Yeah, and once I got in the rhythm of it, then I, I was good. <laughs> Yeah, so were you able to make um, any friends at the national pageant? Oh. Did you really enjoy the other meeting the other contestants from all over the U.S.? I can't believe how many friends I left there with. And that is one of my favorite things about the whole experience. And I can say, I can say this now. Um, honestly, I, I don't have a ton of girlfriends. I've, just, um, I've always been that girl that just really struggled with that, um, especially as an adult. And I've moved around a lot and just didn't have a ton of close girlfriends. And I, I'm just astounded with the closeness of these girls and the friendships that I've made in such a short amount of time. So um, right away from the state level, I was lucky enough that I answered a Facebook message and um, got roomed with a girl who was crowned Mrs. Missouri. Um, at the state level, oh, wow. and then we ended up, you know, going to nationals together, and I now have a lifelong bestie. Like, she's just phenomenal. So, um, and then, you know, getting getting sick and being a rookie, um, I really leaned on her, and um, she's she's really helped me out a lot, her and, and Mrs. Oklahoma as well. So, um, and I love yeah, how you had a little buddy system. You know, it's so yeah. nice to have someone there competing with you to help you answer your questions, you know, to help get your gown zipped or, you know, say, hey, we're running yeah. late to rehearsals, we got to go. So, you know, it's always awesome to have, um, you know, like a right-hand man uh, enjoying Absolutely. the journey with you. And you're getting up close yeah. and personal, you know, when you're changing backstage in those close quarters. <laughs> oh, yes. So, yeah. Yes, you are. <laughs> So um, after you return from nationals, what are some other um, favorite appearances that you've made as Mrs. Kansas United States? Oh, let's see. Um, I just did the, it's NNF, which is the Children's Tumor Foundation. I just did that walk. And um, that is one of my, I hate to say favorites because I I have fun at all of them. Um, yeah, you're like, you know, I am here to have fun and enjoy myself. You're, you're yeah. all winners, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, but honestly, I feel a little bit guilty when I take a weekend off. Um, but I do have two girls that are in every sport under the sun, so I do have to take a weekend off every now and then. But um, I want to I fill the calendar. And I, I keep saying, you know, I want to really put the crown to work. So I I. I just really, I enjoy those appearances so much. And it's, you know, it's not just about sitting on the back of a convertible. Like I want to get dirt under my manicured nails. I want to actually volunteer and work. And so I've, I've really been enjoying, you know, doing this volunteer work. So it's been fun. I did the MS bike, bike MS Kansas City not too long ago as well. And they're like, oh, you can pass out medals. And I'm like, I can do more than pass out medals. Let me put sandwiches together and toss up all the water and, you know, yes. me to work. So it's been fun. And, oh, I know, just um, 
last week or weekend before, um, I got to do the prostate cancer um, 5K, which is up at Sporting KC Park. And that just meant the world to me because my dad is a 16-year survivor of prostate cancer. And he actually made the trip back and came back and attended with me. And um, they asked me if I would pass out the survivor hats at the beginning of the ceremony. And I got to give out the very first hat to my dad. So that's a very, very special memory. Yeah. So there I am in my crown and sash and giving the first survivor hat to my dad. So... Um, yeah, a really, really cool moment. Um, yes, and yeah. uh, your father is such a strong individual. Um, <laughs> have to go through that, and then you know now he's a survivor. Yeah. So I know that's something mm-hmm. that you're very proud of. Um, yeah, very special day. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so you've <laughs> had so many incredible opportunities. Now um, you are a wife, and I know you love your husband very much, and you love your children, <laughs> um, and I know that you have all sorts of duties, and you wear all sorts of different hats. Um, what are some ways that you keep yourself sane? I mean, how do you keep yourself organized? Do you have alarms? Do you write everything down? Do you have to-do lists? What do you do to keep from losing your mind? So my, my husband would joke and say, I don't, well, maybe he's not joking, but he, he teases me that I run our household on Excel. So there's we have spreadsheets for everything. <laughs> so everything's color-coded and, yeah. Um, <laughs> so that pretty much keeps us uh, – keeps us running on caffeine and Excel, basically. <laughs> hey, that sounds like no. my house, too. Um, and, of course, phone alarms are your best friend. Uh-huh. And then I also have, yeah. um, with some computer programs, like Microsoft Office 65 and things like that, you can keep um, certain calendars and little alarms, you know, whenever you log in to your computer. So I have a lot of that yeah. throughout my different email systems. So because, I'll, you know, I'll forget, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you just get busy, yeah. you get passionate about what you're doing, and you forget. Um, so I, mean, I would like to ask you this, Randy, um, because you have had such a unique experience being a first-time title holder, and I love the fact that you used the word rookie. Um, yeah. <laughs> what would you say to someone who maybe would like to compete in their first pageant, but they're too afraid to do so? I mean, what advice would you give them to kind of step out in faith and just pursue whatever they want to do? Or maybe, you know, it's play a sport or play an instrument or maybe, mm-hmm. um, you know, they want to open a business, like whatever it is. I and mean, What would you give, um, what type of advice would you give to that rookie? Um, I, you know, just, just think about what are you going to get next year when you're still sitting there thinking, what if I did this? You know, when you look back and you still haven't done it when you've let a whole other year gone by thinking, I wish I could do that. You've let, you've let so much time go by wishing when you actually could have tried. You know? And that's, that's what finally, finally got me. Um, I, I, watched a, I watched a friend go through a pretty nasty trial with uh, colon cancer, and I watched her go through it. So I, I, I kind of stumble using the word gracefully, but she did. And I thought, if she can do that, there's no reason I can't, I can't do what I've been afraid of. And so just do it. Just, just stop being scared and just do it. You have nothing, nothing to lose. Absolutely. And, you know, people don't realize life is short. 
<laughs> it is. <laughs> you know, one day you're 13, and then, you know, you blink, and the next day you're 65, and, you know, uh, you yeah. don't want to be the type of person that's just sitting there thinking, you know, why didn't I try? Why didn't I at least, exactly. I at least go out there, fail, or get some experience, or, you know, do what I really wanted to do, um, you know, and we're not promised tomorrow. So exactly. you have to make the best of today, um, or at least, you know, plan to do this and that to, you know, live your life to the fullest. And so I think that's some great advice, too. Um, and with that being said, do you, I know that you um, need to keep yourself motivated and pumped up. You know, I, if I were you, I'd be uh, kind of insecure a lot, you know, uh, being a rookie within the pageant field because there's so much to learn and it can be overwhelming. But, um, you know, to keep yourself motivated to keep going each and every day, do you have some type of Bible verse or maybe like an inspirational quote um, that you tell yourself? Yeah, I I do actually. So I, you know, I I've I've always kind of I don't know. I did I didn't grow up with a lot. You know, didn't have the silver spoon or the designer clothes growing up, and so money was always kind of a struggle. And so I've always stuck with um, it's you know set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth. And um, also, it's where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So focusing on what's really important in this world. And, and that applies in the pageant world too. You know, you don't need, you don't absolutely have to have those designer labels all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Yes. It's, it's just so true. I, I, really, I really do believe that. If you focus on what's really, really important, that ultimately does shine through. Oh. Oh, absolutely. You have to have your thoughts, you know, on other things besides wearing a pretty crown and sash. Um, you know, we have to stay focused <laughs> yes. on what we're doing for the community. Um, we need to mm-hmm. stay focused on being the examples that young children need. We need to focus mm-hmm. on the fact that people need to hear your story and especially related right. um, to hearing loss. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you could really touch someone or make a huge impact on someone's life um, by sharing awareness with your platform um, and so, yeah, of course, it goes beyond um, just wearing a crown and sash, and it goes beyond getting to compete at nationals or getting to compete at the state level. You know, it's truly about impacting and changing people's lives for the better. Um, so, yes, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, well, Randy, if someone is interested in competing um, within the Kansas United States system, whether it's the teen, miss, misses, maybe um, with the preteen division, um, how do we contact the program? Um, you know, the the easiest way would be through the Facebook page, which it's Mrs. Kansas United States. Um, you can find that on Facebook.com. Um, also, Lucci Events, which that's our directors, um, Brittany and Donna, that run Lucci Events, and that's L-U-C-C-I. And they're also okay. available on Facebook as well. Okay, excellent. And how do we contact you in case you have any further questions or concerns or um, if someone wants to invite you on their podcast? Um, same as well. So Mrs. Kansas, that goes directly to me. Um, or you can find me on Facebook on my personal page too. It's Randy Cole. 
Absolutely. Well, Randy, I have really enjoyed um, getting to listen to your story and, of course, um, listening to you um, share and just brag about all the things you've been able to do within the, the Kansas United States system. And um, I do want to commend you on all of the community service work that you are doing with your platform. I think it's so special. Mm-hmm. And um, kudos to you. Um, for competing in your first pageant and winning a state title. I know that must have been an incredible moment, and I know that so many people are very proud of you as well. Um, So I want to thank you so much for your time, and, of course, I've really enjoyed um, you being a guest on my podcast. Sure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, you have a blessed day. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Thanks. Goodbye. Hi, Queens. Leah here. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really enjoyed getting to talk to Randy Cole about her reign platform and mission as Mrs. Kansas United States. I have a few more episodes coming up as well as a few more interviews. So stay tuned to Sash Says. And until then, reign on, Queens, and be awesome today. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sash Says. Tune in for more engaging conversations soon. Until then, rain on.